0: Welcome into the Pro Football Radio Podcast. We are at episode number 13 with our mock this week. This is your co-host here, Jay Chima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, Dapu.
1: Thank you, thank you, for our too kind game. Let me just tell you, I'm running on three cups of coffee right now after coming back from L.A late flight yesterday but I'm, I'm friggin' ready to go man let's let's do this mock draft 1.0
0: dude before we get to that tell me about this la trip tell me all about it give me the rundown did you like la did you it hate it
1: it was good uh we were talking in i guess you could say quick pre-production uh, i definitely like the latin flair of la i think it's a you know a little bit more than miami just I oh, don't yeah. know. oh yeah it's just like it was just weird Like the whole city is just you know Latin flair. No no shade against Miami, but it was great. Uh, Got in Monday, like 5 p.m. local time, and just ate dinner, passed out. Tuesday, I went to the Dodger game. Oh nice! Had a had a blast, made some friends in the in the bleachers, and great sight lines at Dodger Stadium. To me, uh, I've been to Wrigley, I've been to um, Fenway a couple of times, and. You know, now that I went to Dodger Stadium, I think Dodger Stadium right now is my second favorite ballpark, just yeah. because you look out beyond center field, you see you know the Santa Monica Mountains and yeah. you know the whole basin. Santa Monica is
0: beautiful. You isn't it?
1: can't beat it. So yeah. I loved every part of it. Went to Universal, did did the whole tourist yeah. thing, did the the tour bus, um, and then went to Santa Monica yeah. Beach on Thursday. That was a yeah. fun time, dude. I uh, waves I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, of course. I spent uh, a good. Uh, Five weeks there last year, um, just because my company's headquarters is based out of Van Nuys, California. Yeah, so we're out there quite a bit, and uh, that was the first time I went to LA last year. And I remember uh, just thinking it can't be that great. I mean, why why is everybody all like gung ho about LA? It cannot be that great. But I get out there and I see why people pay a small fortune to live out there. It yeah. is absolutely beautiful. It's a completely different vibe. The city is so laid back. Um, the the whole city of LA itself is five smaller cities combined yeah. into one big city, like Santa Monica is one of those cities. A bunch of them, uh, Hollywood and all that stuff. So it's just uh, it's just a completely different vibe, and I absolutely love it out there. Uh, if I had like the money and stuff, and like had the career aspects out there, I'd definitely move out there in a heartbeat and live out there. Yeah. But it's just stupid expensive living out there. Oh,
1: no doubt. I mean, everyone's leaving California just because of the taxes. But yeah. for like two things. One, uh, the tour bus guide was on point. He said you could go down to the Pacific Ocean, surf, and then drive two, three hours north, yep. and you could ski the yeah, same day. exactly. Yeah. Like California, like
0: – Can't be there, People live
1: out there? Like they, oh, they, they don't got know. A They
0: don't know how great they got it, dude. Oh, and my you God.
1: You might risk like an earthquake putting California to the ocean. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, it's just, you don't realize how big LA is until like, you're actually in it because sure. it's not like big height wise. No, it's, it's spread wide. out. It's Spread out. Yeah. Spread out. Yeah.
0: Like, where 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 New York is concentrated and everything is vertical. Yeah. L A is much more spread out. They're like there aren't that many big buildings out there, if you no. notice besides downtown. It's just like downtown yep.
1: Universal, Universal City uh, on like the San Fernando Valley mm-hmm. side, and then um, uh, Century City on yep. the way to Santa Monica. Those, Those are the only like air quote downtown aspects. Sure. Everything else is small buildings and. Santa like Monica that. is
0: my favorite spot in LA, but then if you get outside the city and you take the hour drive from LA up to Santa Barbara, yeah, right along the Pacific Coast Highway, it is just absolutely beautiful, man. So yeah. glad you had a good time, man. It's uh, it's it's fun out there, you know. Yeah, it's great. I remember the worst thing is I spent uh, like a long time out there. I spent uh, for one of those stints I was out there last uh, last year. I spent two weeks out there, and I came back to JFK. And it's the worst feeling on the planet, leaving LA in the morning when it's 75 and you have the convertible, the top down. And you get back to JFK in the middle of February and your car is under two nor'easters <laughs> and it's 12 inches of snow. Yep. And you're and you're thinking to yourself, like, why am I doing this? Right. Like, what is the point of all this? Like, yep.
1: <laughs> It was so bad. Like, we left yesterday. It was like 75. And we came back to JFK after the flight was delayed about four hours and landed at JFK around like 2, 30, 245. It was like 55. Oh, my God. It dude. was windy. It was downpouring. It's like, fuck. I just want to go to sleep. Like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I don't care how we freaking get home at this point. Yeah. But it was a great time. Yeah.
0: Before we get to all of it, we got we to gotta acquiesce a uh, a request from one of our listeners.
1: The true friend of the podcast. Yes. Hercules yes. 24, 24, the legendary Freddy. And I missed the echo on that oh, one. Oh, here we go. My bad, my bad. Hang on, we'll try that one more time. Berkeley's 24 24, the legendary Freddy! So who's you doing the Vince McMahon voice? Are we both doing it. What are
0: we doing? So I'll do the I'll do the non-echo one. You do the echo one, all right? Okay. So give it the backstory. So Freddie apparently he had to fire somebody. yeah. So what, what, what? Freddie
1: uh, he hit me up on uh, on Instagram and told me that you know uh, the highlight of his week essentially was listening to us do the uh, Vince McMahon impersonation because mm-hmm. he uh, lots of time went into that. Yeah, a lot of time went mm-hmm. into that because unfortunately while, while a- you're
0: giving this backstory, and am prepping my throat right now. <laughs>
1: Well, and, because he, uh, he had to unfortunately yeah. let someone go from the job site. And, yeah. uh, you know, Vince McMahon was kind of the highlight. So he requested yeah. that we I can I can, I can see
0: Freddie. I can see Freddie bringing this person into the office. Well, thank you for your hard work. Um, but at this point, you're fired! <laughs>
1: I can see that, too. Could a little bit. I feel like that was too kind <laughs> in the beginning. So, hey, let me try with the echo here. You know, the, the unfortunate soul walks in. Freddy's sitting there. Joe Schmo, your work's been dropping off. You're the weak link of this company. Joe Schmo, you're fired.
0: That's good. That's good right there. And then I, I just picture Freddie cannot get out of that character. So then he's, you know, at the coffee shop later on. Right.
1: Give me a latte. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no! Hey, boss, how are you? Yeah. It's like get get the hell out of my way. Yeah, like yeah. you want you want the wrath of Vince? Yeah, Just leave me alone.
0: He goes home and uh, his you know wife or girlfriend wherever it is is like Freddie, how'd your day? It wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're making Vince slash Freddie sound like friggin' Batman.
1: <laughs> Tell me about the rabbits, uh. Rachel. <laughs> Wow, we went off the road. You, heard,
0: that you remember that uh, Vince McMahon line where he? Uh, the my favorite one is when he says, "Look at, look at him, right? Or look at it. Look at it." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, oh, oh, so Freddie, that that one was for you, my friend.
0: Yeah, keep tuning in, yeah, true yeah. friend of the podcast. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Um, dude, a lot happened. A lot has happened since we last uh, had our podcast and uh, last time we talked to we you. We've been talking a little bit this week, but obviously you're on vacation. So, but a lot has ha- happened, man. So the uh, schedule comes out. Um, on top of that, the Russell Wilson news came out. Right. Yep. Um, we can hit on that briefly before we get to our mock draft 1.0. Uh, by the way, we only need one takes at this because we're gonna nail it. Oh,
1: we're gonna nail all 15 picks. that we so we we do. decided
0: we couldn't commit to the whole thirty two picks, but fifteen is good enough for right. us.
1: I mean, is like you know that's,
0: that's the money that's the money uh the money picks, you know.
1: Right, like you're middle of the pack at fifteen to like there's a reason why you're picking in the top five. Sure. So yeah. anything beyond fifteen yeah. is just okay. Yeah.
0: And then Russell Wilson, man, um, I was uh, I was surprised at how uh, he set this fake deadline. Right? for all purposes it was not a real deadline nothing of value came out of that deadline right? no like league it was just self-imposed something he made up right, right. and he got the uh, the Seattle Seahawks to buy into the fact that he really was looking to go somewhere else yeah. I think a lot of that stuff was planted by Sierra and her agents or his agent where it was I think all of that was a ploy that and the backstory uh, for the people listening is um, Russell Wilson wanted a new contract um, he eventually got what he wanted a four year was it $140 million worth of new money yeah, contract
1: he's now the highest paid quarterback yeah right he surpassed uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. and
0: the last couple of weeks we've been hearing stuff about how uh, Russell Wilson didn't want to be in Seattle um, he wanted to go to New York his uh, significant other Sierra was uh, was big on being in a bigger market like LA or New York
1: yeah and he, he wanted his contract to be kind of tied to the salary cap yeah
0: which was something very progressive that's something new that I never yep. heard and, uh, and uh, at that point I believe the NFL or I think the Seahawks were like that's definitely not gonna happen right, right? so I'm um, but he still got a shit ton of money for for his services. Yeah.
1: And it's not listen, I mean, I don't know what you're thinking. I'm he deserves every penny. Yeah. But I mean, to me, the deadline, I think when he got his last contract extension, there was rumors of it going into training camp. He didn't want the distraction. I'm in the same camp, too. I think at the end of the day, like if he if he wasn't getting paid, like the ultimate move would have been to go to New York. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he sounded like he wanted to go there and the, the wife wanted to sound, sound like she wanted to go there. And, you know... He deserves some money, but to me, based on reports from like the Legion of Boom, like Sherman and all those other like alpha dogs in the locker room, he seemed a little, like a little soft. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, um. And,
1: but, and little seems to be generous in what I'm saying. Like,
0: yeah, there was there was some rumblings there that apparently he was a company man. Um, people in the locker room didn't like the fact that he sided with management more than uh, with the locker with the locker room right. people. So handled with kid
1: gloves. At yeah, times yeah.
0: Um, the whole um, we didn't uh, the whole you know Super Bowl play where uh, it was decided to throw instead of have Marshawn Lynch run in from the one yard line. It was apparently to make Russell Wilson look good, from what the the team saw. You know, right. so that caused a lot of friction, a lot of rub there. So, but let's look at it this way: that team is his team now. All the rest of the team, I mean, Sherman and Earl Thomas, they're all right. gone. It's it's not Legion of Boom's team anymore. Now right. it's Russell Wilson's team, and they had to pay him that money. So at the end of the day, the NFL is all about quarterbacks. It is what it is. Right.
1: You know? I mean, sooner or later. One quarterback is going to be going north of $45 million oh a year. Oh, my God, dude. So and much like money. like, at that point, we've talked about it several times with, like, management trying to increase profits but keep, um, you know, salaries down. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have to do something. Like, at some point, someone is going to be making $45, $50 million a year. It'll be one of the highest contracts in sports history. It'll yeah. probably surpass baseball. Yeah.
0: What? No, but what are you I'm, gonna do yeah but, <laughs> yeah whatever at the end of the day i'm happy for him man he seemed like a good right. guy it is what it is now the one thing that i didn't like though was that video of him and sierra yeah what
1: the hell uh, was that and his, like, his, i didn't, I didn't I listen didn't, to him i don't I like, like they it bed.
0: well yeah they're in bed and here's the gist of it so he gets his contract three o'clock in the morning eastern time he goes on twitter or whatever social media, social media path, platform it was him and sierra are cuddled up right and he's all like hey seattle we got a deal.
1: Yeah, it just sounded like he just got laid.
0: Well, here's my here's my issue with that. Is <laughs> because we've known Russell Wilson as one guy our whole lives. The Yeah, guys, let's go in. Go Hit, team go. Go team go. go. Hawks, right? And then I see him in that fucking Twitter video with the deep like. I'm just going to sex up Sierra voice. Yeah, it just hey, sounded like hey, Seattle. We we got a deal. Go Hawks! Like I, that, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that energy. Like I know it was that, like I'm gonna bang Sierra energy here soon, and I wasn't you know, ready for it's Russell it's Wilson. Like, you know,
1: Macho, it's not even just like banging Sierra. It's like he just laid rail and is like sitting back there relaxed, like I just finished my cigarette. Yeah, oh, he was lit.
0: He was definitely oh, lit.
1: Oh, my agent called and said we have a deal. Yeah, so you know I'm done. I just pipe and I, I, I
0: always. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, you know you have this picture built up of like Russell Wilson and Holy like uh, of like Tim Tebow, like these very like, you know, clean cut guys. Yeah. I just wasn't ready for that energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I know you guys one way. Right. Let's not fuck with it's that like, image.
1: Because it was, you know, I guess, you know, it was late out there. So that means it was probably like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, dude, it was, like, it was like four o'clock in the morning. So here, yeah. I wake up and I see like the first hit on my Instagram page is like half, like chest naked. You know, Russell Wilson cuddling with Sierra after he just laid pipe, and it's like, what the hell am I look like? It, yeah. It's too early in the morning to see yeah. half chest yeah. naked Russell Wilson. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm very not. White I, style. I, listen,
0: Russell, I know you're not listening to the podcast, but in the off chance you are, I'm never going to look at you the same, other way, <laughs> same way again, bro. Like, every single time I'm watching Seattle again, I'm only thinking of you and Sierra having sex, well, all right?
1: Quick question, because I'm not really into pop culture stuff. It, it, I'm not either. But, Sierra, when I don't think Sierra she, hasn't been relevant since I don't know. until she married I, Russell, right?
0: I, yeah, I think she was like big in like my middle school years yeah, or like high school middle, years, like early yeah. school. Yeah, I think she. Uh, I can't even remember one of her she songs. She was a too, musician. Like.
1: I know that, but like, what the hell? Like,
0: I don't know, dude. You're just
1: known for taking Russell Wilson's V card. That's all you're known <laughs> as, <laughs> right? <laughs> and here you are, like you know, after chest naked Russell Wilson, Seattle.
0: We got, we got a, deal. a
1: deal. I'm gonna go round two with Sierra. Like, yeah. what the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. I
0: just couldn't. The energy was just too much for me. I guess like, you are getting paid, what, and it's now your here? team. You
1: can yeah. you can do what you want. I guess you're some right. people pull a Ben Roethlisberger. Some people just you know after they bunk their wife. Hey. We got
0: a deal. It's like one of those things where social media is great to bring uh bring the fans into a person's life, into Sometimes an advanced. Sometimes I don't need that much. But I don't need to be in the, in that bedroom with those guys. Nope. Like and you brought us right in there with you, Last bro. Last time
1: I checked, we're the Pro Football Radio Podcast, we're not the browsers camera crew. Dude,
0: you're a big fan of browsers aren't you? I mean you you've said it like three, four times now.
1: Everyone knows some browsers, eh? Come
0: on. I don't think people know what browsers are. Eh, well I'm
1: gonna hitch my best to so I don't people think do. they
0: do. I don't think they do. Eh now if you say Pornhub then everybody knows. Oh well, yeah, but, but everyone bra- that but been but on Pornhub
1: Pornhub. sees that oh it's a browsers video. Like everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I was,
0: I was on uh, I stumbled upon Oh
1: uh, here we go. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why we're not on iTunes <laughs> I
0: know, right? iTunes like, listen, we're gonna <laughs> for iTunes are like shut
1: the fuck up
0: <laughs> I accidentally came across a uh, Game of Bones.
1: Oh, Christ.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to go into it, but nope. you can go <laughs> the
1: titles in itself. <laughs> how, how many minutes of bullshit are we at? Oh,
0: we're at 15 right now. <laughs>
1: oh, Christ. That is par for the course.
0: Yeah, so uh, this week's episode is gonna be mostly focused on two main storylines. The first being the NFL mock draft one from the yep. Pro Football Radio crew. Um, the second story is gonna be schedules. Schedules came out this year. Um, it's it was by far the most fun I had with football since since the Super Bowl ended. Um, and uh, it's not just the NFL schedule itself. It's like everything else that goes with it, the social media aspect. How every single team had creative fucking videos. Besides the Dolphins, apparently, right? Dude, the dog- Dolphins,
1: <laughs> we got a problem. We got, yeah. we got a big problem. I can get into that later. I don't want to yeah. blog the podcast now with yeah. my therapy session with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, we're going to get
0: to it. We're going to we're right. gonna do that classic schedule came out. Let's look at it. When lost? What's the record going to be? Right. Eight months before even a game isn't played. So it's going to be awesome. That
1: section is going to be brought to you by Tom's because I'm going to be investing heavily into that problem. That
0: section is brought to you by the Owl Shop.
1: That, that too. <laughs> well, the Owl Shop. But me personally, I'm going to be invested in Tom's and Zantac and... Whatever, whatever fucking over the counter shit I need for an ulcer and indigestion and all that.
0: Well, before the uh, the podcast kicked off, I was talking to Brendan. I was like, Brendan, let's go and uh, check out the Dolphins versus the Patriots in Gillette Stadium. And he was like, Why would I want? To, why would I want to pay a shit ton of money to watch my team get annihilated? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even just annihilated, Jay. I used to like a $10 word, eviscerated but, on the But television. the Dolphins
0: won last year over the Patriots. In
1: Miami. I'm, I'm not driving to Foxborough. Like last year, they were on TV for the first half, and then they were pulled at halftime to go to the Bengals-Falcons game mm, because yeah. the game got that much out of hand. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's start with our uh, Mock Draft 1.0. Uh, last week, we did a coin flip uh, for who's going to get the first overall pick. And it uh, looks like Brennan Puma Silva has the first pick.
1: Yeah, so as the Arizona Cardinals GM, uh, the Cardinals select with their first overall pick, Quinnen Williams, what? defensive tackle, Alabama, Oh my God! Now,
0: to me, Quinn Williams. To me, you got Kyler Murray. You got you got Bosa. You going with Quinn Williams?
1: No, I'm going with I'm going with Quentin. You listen.
0: You're always that guy that goes against the grain. No, and I knew it.
1: You look at Quentin. To me, he's the best. He's the best player in the draft. Mm. Best, better than Murray. better than Bosa. Uh, He's the best player of the draft. He's super knowledgeable at his position. He can diagnose the opposing play call like he's in the other team's huddle. Uh, He locates the ball carrier quickly, uh, fast for his size based on his 40 time Mm -hmm. and uh, super efficient. Led the NCAA with QB pressures at his position and, He's just a really good character guy. Like I saw him yeah. in Good Morning Football uh, the past 2 days and he's just he's super bright, super knowledgeable, he's really humble and you kind of have to be to play, be playing for Nick Saban and you know I think if they if the Cardinals take him, he's already pro ready based at Alabama's previous history of defensive linemen. I mean, hell, the Washington Redskins essentially have an all Alabama defensive sure. line.
0: Sure. sure. to me
1: Quinnin pro ready, great character guy. Anchor that defense for years to come. Of
0: course, of course. All right, so then when it comes to my turn, and with a second overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers will be drafting Nick Bosa, which is the defensive end out of Ohio State. Um, In my personal opinion, he is the best edge rusher in the draft. Um, Him, additionally, with D Ford and Quan Alexander uh, give you a formidable line. It kind of anchors that defensive line going forward for the future. Now, Nick Bosa had some issues at Ohio State. I personally have some issues where he, I think he quit on us, and that's my biggest knock on him is the fact that he wasn't there for his team for the rest of the year. He kind of played three games, um, or whatever it was, two or three games. He had an ab injury, went out for the rest of the year, didn't come back. There was rumblings you could have came back late November helped us out. And we could have used him, uh, especially since we lost to fucking Iowa, you know? Right. So so it's one of those things where that's my biggest issue with him is the fact that he's not the best team player, in my personal opinion. Uh, Other than that... Physically, he's the best rusher. He has speed, athleticism, explosiveness. He—I've seen him take double teams and get through them and get to a quarterback. Right. So he's—he's um, he's great in the regards of athleticism. The rest of the intangibles, I don't know if he's that great because that shows me. I mean, with the fact that he didn't come back and play for Ohio State, it means that he doesn't have the best intangibles with, with teammates. With teammates. So,
1: who do you think's better, him or his brother Joey?
0: I think Nick is better. I think Nick is better because Joey is a more leaner athlete. Right. Nick has a bunch of bulk to him. And on top of that, now listen, I've only seen him for a few games because he didn't come through the whole season like he came back. Right. But uh, general feeling is Nick is the better athlete out of the family. So yeah, I can kind of buy that. Yeah.
1: I can kind of buy that. So the New York Jets are on the clock, and they're taking Josh Allen, linebacker from the University of Kentucky, uh, Josh Allen, he's been slated at number three for a long time now. Granted, this mock draft is assuming that there are no trades. Oh yeah,
0: of course, yeah, yeah. We should no we trades. should clarify that so, because a lot. If if you if it actually happens on Thursday that Quinn Williams goes number one, there's gonna be trades all over the place. Oh so yeah, it's gonna blow the draft Yeah. Now.
1: yeah. Uh, so this this mock draft is assuming that there's no trades. There's been rumblings that the Jets are dying to trade down from number three to get uh, number two picks that they lost when they traded. Traded up last year to get Sam Darnold, but to keep this back to my pick, he's listed as a linebacker, but he's more like an edge guy. The Jets lost out on Anthony Barr during free agency, so he could shore up the linebacker core with the uh, C.J. Mosley anchoring that whole, uh, you know, platoon. I guess you could say uh, he's able to drop into coverage effectively. Uh, he's really not a pass coverage liability, uh, and he can also seal the edge with the with his speed. And he's going to a Greg Williams-led defense. Like enough said, Greg Williams is going to throw the kitchen sink at you with exotic blitzes, and you have this kid that is a linebacker, but can line up on the edge. You can drop into coverage. You can dro- you can do. So many things with uh, with Josh Allen as your linebacker right there.
0: Sure, sure, I can see that. Um, that's going to be, uh, dude. I think the giant, uh, the Jets are going to be vying for that second best team in the AFC East um, with the Bills, and adding uh, Josh Allen to that defense is going to wreak all kinds of ha- havoc yep. on the rest of the league. So, I think that's uh, that's a great move. Uh, with the number uh, four overall pick in our mock draft, I have Oakland taking Kyler Murray. Um, this is a little bit of a stretch here, just because they have Derek Carr, but I can see a scenario where obviously now if now if Kyler Murray isn't taken first overall and he falls to number four somebody's trading with Oakland to get Kyler Murray in my personal opinion I think that's going to happen. Now, in our draft, obviously, we don't do, we don't do trades here. So I have Oakland taking Colin Murray just because Gruden's going to go off, uh, move off of car and build for the future with his guy, right? right? Um, some of the, uh, some of the strengths he has is, you know, he's very elusive, right? Nobody can actually put his hand, nobody can actually sack him. And it shows when he's only been sacked 18 times when he was at Oklahoma, which is not that much at all. In regards to his height, a lot of people have issues with that. Now, that's true, but, offensive scheming can negate that with, with throwing lanes. Um, if an offensive coordinator is smart enough and intuitive enough, he can open up these passing lanes for Kyler Murray. Yeah, you can look at Drew
1: Brees, for, for example. Yeah. They do that all the time in New Orleans.
0: Now, his biggest weakness, in my personal opinion, is the fact that he only had one full year of starting as a quarterback. Right. It takes three, four years to learn how to play quarterback at the college NFL level. If you only have one year starting, that kind of, that lack of experience is something big in my personal yeah, opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at the growing pains Mitch Trubisky had when he came out of North Carolina he was the second he was the first quarterback taken in that class he was taken ahead of Patrick Mahomes and some of that was you know his head coach John Fox is Just a defensive guy. But last year was when he fully, to me, he seemed like he fully developed. So Kyler might have that issue with being a And then the biggest
0: concern has to be the concern over durability due to his size. That's just the biggest thing that I think is going to either, is going to hinder him is the fact that somebody's going to grab him, throw him to the ground, concuss him easily, and he's out, right? Right. Um, So the two main concerns after Kyler Murray is um, he's either going to be a bust because of his skills or he's going to be hurt quite a bit. Right.
1: Okay. I could buy that. I'm gonna save. I don't want to bog the podcast down with my railing of Kyler Murray, so I'll wait till oh, the end. Okay. But um, why don't we
0: do it right now? Fuck it. Let's all just- right.
1: Well, my only issue. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm not hoping that the kid fails, but to me, it sounds like he's gonna be a bust just based on just based on the size mm-hmm. and his. You know, when he was asked on like the Dan Patrick Show, if anyone yeah. seen that, was that, bad, if that was a pretty bad that was pretty bad seen that interview? Mm-hmm. It is absolutely brutal. Uh, with his responses and by responses he didn't even look uh, he didn't even look at Dan Patrick uh, he really just kind of deferred to his dad and his agent at the time uh, for help and he just wasn't he wasn't non-committal and Robert Klemko on Sports Illustrated did a great piece on the Kyler Murray dynamic and like his dad because his dad was also a, a baseball player
0: where did uh, that play
1: uh, his dad was an outfielder, mm-hmm. kind of exactly like Kyler, outfielder. Uh, he played in the minor leagues for a few years, and then he reneged on his uh, contract with them, signed a letter of intent to play Texas A&M, bounced around the NFL for a little bit, and then that was it. So to me, the he doesn't seem non-committal. The biggest issue with that article is the whole family dynamic, mm-hmm. noncommittal to whether or not he's going to play baseball or football, he doesn't seem like that big type of leader guy. Yeah, locker. he's very quiet. He's, he's very quiet. Very quiet. Which I mean, Joe Flacco's quiet. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not really going to rail on like the leadership aspect of it. But he doesn't really seem committal to what sports he wants to play in. You know, to be devil's advocate, a lot of people have been saying this question of what happens if Arizona doesn't take him? The you know the uh, who's number two? San Francisco doesn't need a quarterback. The Jets don't need a quarterback. What if Oakland passes on him? Cause John Gruden doesn't like rookie quarterbacks. Sure, maybe, I got that. Maybe this is yep. the exception of the rule. What happens if he falls to four? Mm-hmm. Because there was like a 16 to 18 million dollar contract on the table from the Oakland athletics. They would just have to put him on a 40 man roster. Once you get past four, the, you know, rookie wage scale contract wise, it starts to get closer to what you would have gotten in guaranteed money from baseball.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. So what
1: happens is that he could really slide out of the top 10 and
0: uh, and I have fears that he's going to play a year in the NFL figure out he's crap at it and go to the go to the major league baseball and there are rumblings and stories out there that the Cardinals are already working with his agent as we speak to Figure out a contract that would negate that, that would make sure he stays with the Cardinals for a couple of years. Right. Uh, I think two or three, I think three years is what they want from what the article says, speculation wise, um, because there are fears that he's going to get into the league, he's not going to be able to play quarterback for his life, and he's going to be like, you know what, I'm done, I'm going to go to right. Major League Baseball. And if that's the case, then, you know.
1: Right. Uh, well, that's going to be interesting because, like, rookie contracts are four years with a 50 year option. And I mean, listen, you're a stud at Oklahoma, but it's the Big 12. Like you said, off-camera, like defense is optional. Yeah,
0: and I watch a lot of college football, and I'm starting to get really annoyed with the fact that six months ago, people said Kyler Murray should go and play baseball because he's not good enough for the NFL. Six months ago, Dwayne Haskins was a number of all-pick. Six months ago, Drew Locke, Who the fuck was Drew Locke? You know what I'm saying? Yep. And now it's coming out that Kyle Murray's number one, and then number two, Drew Locke might surpass, or Daniel Jones might surpass Dwayne Haskins.
1: Will Greer might be the second quarterback taken off the board. Dude,
0: if that happens, then I will lose all faith in college football. Why play college football then? Why go to Ohio State or Alabama and play college football, have an amazing season that Dwayne Haskins did, and... uh, and, you know, end up falling to a three or fourth best quarterback. Like, at the end of the day, if what's going to happen if, if Daniel Jones goes number two, quarterback-wise? Then quarterbacks should just not go to college, for, right. college football, uh, you know, go play like in maybe the XFL, or go train for a year, and then fi- figure out that the NFL is going to find you no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, if, if it happens that Dwayne Haskins falls to the three or fourth quarterback taken, I'm going to lose all faith in the college football system, and that cannot happen, simply put, yeah. you know?
1: And, you know, like I said to you on Twitter, too, and I I swear to God, people, I'm going to wrap up my railing session on Kyler Murray. But the whole story with his dad and and Kyler. If you go back into time and look at, you know, the 80s, this sounds like Todd Marinovich. I I, oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sent this to you. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, Todd, same boat. His dad played in the NFL and he super groomed his son to to be like this quarterback stud all the way down to when he was a baby in his mother's womb. Mom couldn't have salt. He couldn't have that. She couldn't have this. She couldn't have that. When he was uh, when he was a newborn, he could only have fresh fruit and vegetables, like literally groom this kid. Like he was, you know, Eastern Bloc style of weightlifting and athletic training to have this, you know, this quarterback be a stud at USC. And then, ironic enough, he got drafted by the Oakland Raiders in the first round, of the twenty uh, fourth overall, in the eighties, and he was a complete bust. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. to me,
0: Dude, could you imagine never having a fucking crispy, crispy cream, uh, cream donut?
1: Th- he literally did. Oof. literally like dad super, like, groomed him like a super athlete and for those of you that have seen the movie Draft Day I know it's not like it's not you know uh, who's in Draft Day? Draft Day was great it was, you know uh, Kevin Costner he plays the general manager of the Cleveland Browns the movie's been, you know, kind of panned by critics. But if you look at character-wise, Kyler Murray is like the Bo Callahan character in that in that movie. He's, you know, projected to be the first overall pick. You know, he's a stud athlete at Wisconsin. He has all the right measurables and the athleticism and all this stuff. But wasn't a great character guy mm-hmm. and wasn't a, wasn't a big leader. I just. Kyler seems like a bust. I hope I'm wrong, but I think Kyler Murray is going to no, be a bust.
0: No, I, I don't think... I'm not, I'm not listening. I don't want the guy to get hurt, or I don't want him to fail. But from everything we see, man, like, I, he just doesn't have the skill set, my personal opinion, to play in the NFL.
1: It just seems like, to me, the NFL, like the media... It's a hype they're, machine. They're hyping up these quarterbacks because of the position. Mm-hmm. If it really came down to the best players in the draft, this should be a discussion between Quentin Williams or Nick Bosa, who's going first. Oh, yeah, of course. Because, I mean, no shade against your boy, Haskins. Mm-hmm. I like Haskins.
0: Who's the purest thrower in the, NFL, in I, the, in the draft I right like now. I
1: like Haskins. I like Drew Locke a little bit. But I'm not going to tie my job to a first-round pick of these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. don't don't talk yourself into loving somebody. Take the, take the person that's the best player
0: available. And that's what's happening here is the draft, I saw this last, uh, last, po- last podcast. The draft used to be a month ago at the end of March. The reason why they moved it to the end of April is to get that extra four weeks of hype and speculation. Yep. Hyping people up the fucking draft board and people falling down the draft board because of just hype. Yeah,
1: people were saying that Haskins... Stock was falling, but then you have like NFL insiders like Ian Rappaport saying, Nope, that's not the case. Yeah, so I don't know. It's all for those wrestling fans out there, it's all a work. Mm-hmm. It's all a work from the big old shield trying to keep your attention all year long. It clearly it's working sure. because we're doing this right now. Yeah, so back to the mock
0: draft. Yeah, back to number five, huh? You <laughs> have number five, sir. Yeah,
1: right, number five. <laughs> so, <laughs> number five, Tampa Bay is on the clock, and they're gonna take. Ed Oliver, defensive lineman, H- uh, University of Houston. Mm-hmm. And I was torn. I was torn between either linebacker or defensive line because they lost Quan Alexander. But I went defensive line only because a few weeks ago Bruce Arians came out and, and kind of railed on Gerald McCoy, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, he's not the same player that he used to be, essentially stopping short of he seemed to have lost a step. So I think you know you get Ed Oliver. He, you know, he's up. Like I said about Quentin Williams, he seems pro-ready. He's able to diagnose play calls earlier. He's agile off the line, uh, able to explode into blockers to blow plays up on, you know, run and pass uh, pass attempts. And he would be a quick boost to the defensive line. And if need be, he could probably play linebacker, you know, without a problem. So I think you kill two birds with one stone. Immediately address an issue with McCoy's falling off a cliff. Air quote cliff. I don't think he is, but Arians might. Um, And I think his pro day helped the stock because a lot of people had him outside the top 10. And then there was that viral video with him practicing uh, technique with um, Mike Vrabel. uh, Vrabel. And that video was great. Like yeah.
0: Vrabel was gunning all into that. Dude, my Vrabel, he's a fucking stud And I mean, he
1: still looks like he can play. He still and like he's play, like, him. he's coaching, you know, Ed. And if you listen close enough, he's telling Ed to yeah. like, you know, actually step into it. Yeah. Like, don't oh. worry about hurting me. Yeah. And man, Ed Oliver was showing like he was doing mm-hmm. the technique. He seems coachable to me, despite him blowing up at his head coach a few times at Houston. Yeah. I think he's number five. I think Tampa Bay would be well off and Let's face it, that that defense needs a lot of work, and they could start with the the defensive line.
0: All right, so at number six, uh, I have the New York Giants taking Dwayne Haskins. Um, uh, I uh, do not even pretend to be... um transparent about my love for Dwayne Haskins I think he is the purest thrower in the draft um the Giants will be building for the future um and they'll take Dwayne Haskins uh Per Evermeyer he was on Fox yesterday and he said Dwayne Haskins is the purest thrower he ever had between Alex Smith Chris Leak Tim Tebow um Cardinal Jones, whoever he's had so far in his uh, college co- coaching career, uh, Dwayne Haskins is the best thrower in, the, in uh, he's ever had. Um, some of his strengths are going to be he's willing to stand in the pocket and take the hits and deliver the ball. He has a big frame, 6'3", 225. Um, he's also able to deliver the the complete throws from unconventional angles. He can hit he can hit any single throw with any single angle. He can be sidearm, over the top, all that yep. stuff. He has a great sense of the pocket awareness. He moves around back and forth. Um, it's not that mobility that uh, Colin Murray has, but he has mobility inside the pocket, like an Alex Smith or, a, or a Tom Brady. Um, some of his weaknesses are uh, from what the NFL thinks, in my which I don't think are accurate. But um, a lot of like um, he still doesn't know how to attack zones properly, um, which I don't. I don't see that. I don't, buy that. That I don't buy that. But that's something the NFL listed, and that just goes to show you that people that actually watch these games. N- d- so the national media doesn't really watch all every single snap of uh, of Dwayne Haskins. They will watch the highlights and kind of pick right. their draft analysis from there. But in my personal opinion, he's the best thrower in the draft. And if the Giants take him, it'll be absolutely amazing. Did
1: you see he was on Get Up yesterday? And him and Dan Orlovsky were dissecting a few plays. Speaking
0: mm-hmm. of which, Dan Orlovsky annoys the fuck out of me.
1: Yeah, but you know, at times he did step on Dwayne. But like it was, it was kind of cool to see them both bouncing what they were seeing in coverage. I mean, Dwayne, we said this last week, uh, and I'll say it again. He was looking off safeties Mm -hmm. to go to the other side of the field Mm -hmm. and dropping dimes in the end zone. Like The arm strength's there. The quarterback knowledge is there. I'm personally not sold on Dave Gettleman going against his own grain and taking an offensive player. Mm He always goes defense. He seems to build from the line. But if they were going to take a quarterback, I would definitely go with with Haskins. I don't. I don't understand how Drew Locke and even Will Greer are slated to be coming off the board ahead of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: to me that just seems like you know the media hype machine, the shield doing the work again. Yeah, So yeah, that's, I get that. This is my take. Pick number seven. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock, and they're going to be taking Rashawn Gary, defensive line. Uh, University of Michigan, or for those Buckeye fans, the team up north. Boo! You like that reference though? Just saying, mm. team up north. Uh, athletic freak, but production did not match the skills. You can attest to this. You you yep. check those I teams them, out. Yep. Um, he, he's super raw, but you know could have the potential to match the seventh pick if he's able to develop the skill set because all that talent. On the and the stat the stat sheet did not transpire at all at the University of Michigan, um, but if anyone is to bring out his skills, uh, Vice President of Football Operations Tom Coughlin would be that guy. Sure, of course. Like st- strictly, he's a he's a great defensive mind. I think he's right up there with Bill Belichick, and, and you know, in the annals of history. Um, they need to fill a, a hole at defensive line after Malik Jackson was cut uh, to make money, uh, to clear money rather for Nick Foles to come over. He's listed as a defensive end, but some people like the scouts at NFL.com think that if he was move, if he was to move to the interior, he may be able to use his full potential to his advantage, the speed and the size, uh, especially on run defense, uh, especially in the AFC South with. Houston with Lamar Miller, and then you have the the twin headed attack in Tennessee, and then you know return of the Mac in in, India, the Mac. in Indianapolis. You know that rush defense is going to be huge, and you know it's 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 a game. Like if he's able to bring that a game rush defense, he might be able to go a long way on the defensive line. Sure, sure.
0: All right, so uh, the next pick I have uh, Detroit taking uh, T.J. Hawkinson. He is the tight end out of Iowa. Um, his most compare his most uh, I guess uh, his skill set aligns better with uh, Travis Kelsey in the NFL than it yeah. looked like Rob Gronkowski or somebody. Um, in my personal opinion, is the best tight end in the draft. De- Detroit could go with defense here, but I think they'll help out Matt Stafford and help out on the offensive end. Um, in regards to his attributes, he's very fluid. He's very athletic. He's not one of those um, Rob Gronkowski runs like a Frankenstein kind of person. Right, um, he runs more like a wide receiver. Um, the other knock on him is the fact that he is a little bit on the lighter side. He does run like a flu ride receiver. He doesn't have the bulk to him.
1: Almost like a Jimmy Graham type. Yeah, yeah, style, and right? maybe
0: even a little smaller than that, truthfully. Right. Um, so that's that's my pick for number eight for uh, for Detroit.
1: Right, and another team that's rumored to be trying to trade down is Detroit as well too. So mm-hmm. that would be a that'd be an interesting take. A lot of people had Hawkinson going to Green Bay to help out Rodgers. That, too. So yeah, either yeah. way, he's going to be staying in the uh, NFC mm-hmm. North. So. Number nine, number nine, Buffalo is on the clock, and they'll be taking Marquise Brown, wide receiver. Philly Brown. Hollywood Brown <laughs> out of the University of Oklahoma. And I have Hollywood being the first wide receiver off the board.
0: That's interesting.
1: Just because, listen, I like I like DK Metcalf, and I like was it A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. the other wide receiver. Yep. They're both from Ole Miss. My only issue is, is if you look at wide receivers from Ole Miss – they don't seem pro-ready. You can look at the Viking spec of Laquan Treadwell. They're they're still kind of, you know, living and dying with that man. They could have taken Michael Thomas over him, but they went with Treadwell, and he just hasn't panned out, and he's essentially a bust for that team. Metcalf was a little banged up. I like I like Marquise Brown only because He has amazing top-end speed. Even Josh Allen could not overthrow this man. Uh, He's able to play inside the formation as well as outside. Uh, He's got a lot of, in the words of Nate Burleson, toe, drag, swag. He makes those sideline catches with ease. Uh, His comp is, I believe it was um, Deshaun Jackson, just based on the speed. But if you look at his height, you know what else he comps to? His cousin, Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, five see, nine that. I see that. They're both I They're both
1: super fast. They're both super lean. They can make the place inside and outside. And listen, John Brown is on a one-year contract, and he's been banged up over mm-hmm. his career. Sure. You could get this guy in a rookie deal four years, and he could be a cornerstone of that Bills offense with Josh Allen for years to come. And like I said, Allen couldn't overthrow him. So I have him as the first wide receiver off the board.
0: So uh, my next pick will be number 10, and the Broncos will select Drew Locke, which is quarterback out of Missouri. Uh, This is where the... Uh, the Broncos and John Elway will fall in love and reach, right? Another year, another fall in love with the quarterback and draft him for John Elway. Um, Locke has a great arm, a great strong arm. Um, He maintains great field vision when he's on the move. His uh, low sack total is due to his mobility and his fuel fragile pressure. Um, But the issue is, is he going to be more um, Patrick Mahomes or more Jay Culler, right? Um, There's always those guys that come out of, uh, college and they have that great big arm, but the inconsistency and the actual accuracy isn't there. Yeah, they can throw ninety, you know, yards down the field, but they can't hit that fucking fifteen yard out route right. with, with the consistency. So uh, my biggest concern with Drew Locke is is he gonna be Patrick Mahomes? or Is he gonna be Jay Cutler?
1: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think a lot of people like him because the personality. He has a big personality, like sure. almost like not Baker Mayfield esque, but a few notches below. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I think Elway, like he always does, falls in love with the quarterback, and yep. sooner, or, sooner or later, that's going to cost him a job. Yeah. At this rate, he's only keeping the job because of well, his he won
0: one Super Bowl, so I think he's two. set for life.
1: Two. Back to back,
0: the Broncos won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm.
1: They beat Green Bay.
0: Oh no, no, I'm sorry. As, as a GM, as a GM, uh-huh. as a GM, he won one. As a okay. GM, right. he won okay. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So the one year with uh, Payne Manning throw ducks up there, and his defense carried him to a fucking right. championship. Hey,
1: defense wins championships. <laughs> yeah uh so number 11 the Bengals are on the clock and they're going to be selecting daniel jones quarterback out of the uh dupe uh my reasoning it's time to plan for life after the red rifle andy dalton and plus new head coach zach taylor he worked with jared goff he was he's a sean mcveigh i guess you could say disciple uh he can help mold this guy um where else? Uh, his stats in college, they kind of need to be taken with a grain of salt only because his wide receivers were brutal last year and had 38 drops last season. Uh, and plus, you know, Duke's not known as a football powerhouse, sure, so sure. it kind of is what it is. Uh, he can make the deep throw with ease, but mm-hmm. like you were saying, a lot of those big body guys have a problem with the intermediate and underneath routes. Uh, he can find those routes with ease and accuracy. Mm-hmm. He seems to be super accurate at that. And he's mobile enough to keep plays alive to develop. Uh, but he can also tuck the ball and run to move the sticks. Sure. So he's right. athletic enough. A, a knock on him has been, oh, he's only good in like the run pass option. But Sean McVay's done that in L.A. for how many years now? He's going on three.
0: Yeah, it's been a quite a bit. Yeah,
1: that seems to be like the, the thing nowadays with, you know, the, the Rams with play action and then the Eagles with the run pass option. I think Zach Taylor's going to do something similar to that. And, you know, yeah, playing for life.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, next pick at number twelve. Um, I have the Green Bay Packers taking Devin Bush, which is linebacker from Michigan. I, I can't I can't as an Ohio State fan I can't say that full name wow. uh, but no he's a very explosive linebacker he's very physical he has a versatility uh, every single time I watched uh, Ohio State and Michigan oh, I'm sorry that team up north I almost said it Jesus oh, oh god didn't I didn't finish it but every single time I watched that team up north he he would always pop off the screen for me he was one of those guys that was very explosive right and I love explosive guys uh, not that kind either but sideline, wow. sideline sideline to sideline runner man he has uh, just a great uh, disguise when he when disguise has his launch point, launch points for blitzing. Yep. Um, on top of that, um, he's just a slippery pass rusher. He can knife through uh, the uh, the A gap or the B gap and just get to the quarterback. Um, I think this is uh, a anchor uh, defining pick for the Packers. They'll fill in for Clay Matthews being gone, yep. and this will be years down the line of him anchoring the defense. This is him taking the mantle also in a couple of years it's in company with the
1: agency, where the Packers made it a point to address. The defense, because mm-hmm. for years they've started off okay, and then they cratered towards the end of the, end of the year. I think that's a great pick as well, too. I like. I was torn with Devin Bush going a little bit higher myself, mm-hmm. but that's a that's a great pick right there. Number thirteen,
0: Miami, My, your boys,
1: Miami Dolphins are on the clock. Your
0: boys. You know what's funny? I saw something the other day, and you tweeted this. Uh, you said you were excited that uh, was it, Larry Tunsil, is that who it was? Yep. That he got a contract extension, right? Yep. And it was funny because a few years ago, you lost your oh, top. I lost my mind. You lost your top when they drafted So Laramie Tunsil. I think
1: I was I was texting you, and then my boy Blake, uh, I was living with him at the time, and we were watching the draft, and Laramie Tunsil, for those of you that don't know, he would have been a top five pick, probably first overall, if this video of him do, smoking weed through a gas mask, Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Smoking weed through a gas mask came out, and he fell to 13. Smoke weed. But before before the pick, I looked at my I looked at Blake, and I said, "Listen, if anyone's going to take Laramie Tunsil, it's Cleveland. He's a Cleveland Brown guy." Yeah. And like clockwork, here comes Roger Goodell coming out and says, "With the 13th overall pick, the Miami Dolphins select, select Laramie Tunsil." Tunsil. Offensive line, oldness. Now, at that point, I lost I lost my shit. Yeah, I, 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 I threw stuff in the apartment. I threw a $5 bill at Blake because I made a bet with him saying that Cleveland was going to take him, and I lost. And I was not happy about it, but looking back, probably the best draft that See? they had. See,
0: you judged a bug. Uh, you, what was it? You judged, uh, judged, judged the a judge a by, by its cover. I'm, I'm not going right to
1: Yeah, it trailed <laughs> off a little bit. But... um. Yeah, I, I think uh, Larry B. is probably the best offensive lineman that we've had in a long time. He's been really the only anchor. Now, to get back to this draft at number 13, hmm. they're going to go offensive line, and okay. they're going to take Jonah Williams, offensive lineman, University of Alabama. Uh, everyone has him being the first lineman off the draft board, uh, and besides revamping the whole team for the Dolphins, if the Finns are in the, air quote, tank for Tua mode, they will need an offensive line to protect this, you know, Tua when he comes into the draft next season. So why not get this kid out of Alabama? Uh, this offensive line, in my opinion, was the second most banged up over the last few years behind the Washington Redskins. Like the Dolphins have been brutal. Mm-hmm. The only person that seems to have been playing games in and out, or you know, the entire, uh, entire length of his day, was Larry Tunsell. Every other position on that offensive line has been a carousel. I think Jonah Williams can, uh, can anchor that with him. He models his game after future Hall of Famer Joe Thomas. Uh, his hand placement overrides this uh, knock, air quote knock, that uh, his short arms are a weakness. And his run blocking is as elite as his pass protection so, All right. I think All right. he could play guard. I think he could play tackle. He's great. I think we need him. So let's get let's get Jonah.
0: Nice, nice. Cool, cool. Uh, the next pick is Atlanta at 14. I will take, uh, well, Atlanta Falcons will take Montez Sweat, which is an edge rusher out of Mississippi State. A uh, long range uh, edge rusher. He's explosive. Um, he has surprising power in his punch. Um, he should continue to grow into his long frame. He doesn't have the biggest bulk just yet. Um, but eventually, I think he could become one of those troll sucks kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his knocks that are against him is that um, he needs—I guess—he needs more violent, faster hands. He doesn't use his hand as much. He relies quite a bit on his lower body, but he needs to use his upper body as well to get to the edge rusher. Right. Um, in the long run, if he can grow into his body and just take the coaching that'll come with being in the NFL, I think he would become one of the better rushers down the road.
1: Right, and that would be a steal at uh, 14 because a lot of people have him going higher, but he had that—you know—the heart. The heart, was it a murmur?
0: Yeah, I think he has a heart problem. Yeah,
1: like a heart problem. If if some team doctors give the okay, you know, he might be able to go higher. But if he falls to fourteen, I think that's going to be a steal because another team where the defense is cratered has been the Falcons. Yeah, they they, they were I think bottom tier last season, so that they would be they'd be wise to get them. Uh, pick fifteen, the Washington Redskins are on the clock and they select Jawan Taylor. Offensive line, University of Florida. Now, besides the fact I just said that the Redskins have had the most banged up offensive line over the past few years, um, I think Jawan Taylor could, you know, anchor that issue. Uh, he's, a, he's a big guy with long arms. Uh, he's you know, Speed and power is off the chart. Uh, he can slide effectively along the line in protection. Now, I was looking at tape. I was looking at a lot of tape this morning. Yeah. I don't know if... Florida just likes to run the ball a lot or if they have no faith in their quarterback throwing the ball. But every,
0: probably a little bit of both.
1: every highlight reel I saw was was just the option play, mm-hmm. and it was just run protection. So if his pass protection is as good as his run blocking, if he falls to 15, that's probably going to be a steal yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people have Jawan Taylor and Jonah Williams going higher than what I have them going as. Um so yeah, I think those would be V uh, bargains for both the Dolphins and the the Redskins, respectively, on the offensive cool. line. Cool, awesome,
0: awesome. Well, that's our mock draft 1.0. We only went through half the draft because we don't have time to go to 32 of them.
1: <laughs> right, right. We
0: don't have all day and night. We do have jobs, unlike uh, <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
1: But real <laughs> quick, real quick before we wrap up the draft, I have one notable draft prospect to keep an eye on. What's that? And I tweeted about this guy on Tuesday. It is quarterback uh, Tyree Jackson out of University of Buffalo. Mm. He uh, he's a big dude. He's as big as Cam Newton. He ran a faster 40 time. Yeah. Uh, he has a cannon of an arm. If you looked at his combine highlights, he almost broke you know, wide receivers' hands on you know just the intermediate routes because he kept throwing them like a fastball. But he's self-taught off of YouTube by, ironic enough, watching Tom Brady highlights. Wow. It worked in the backyard. He, he hasn't had a quarterback guru uh, until he actually went to the combine. And I think he's probably a, a third-round pick. And I wow. think he, I think he would be a steal. So That's Tyree awesome. Jackson, keep an eye on that kid.
0: Cool, man. He's probably going to get drafted before uh, Dwayne Haskins. That's probably no, going to happen. No. It's probably going to be like, well, you know what? Dwayne Haskins falls to the sixth round, so let's just take anybody else in front no, of him, right? No, here we go. Here we go.
1: <laughs> no, Tyree Jackson, third round. Keep an eye on that kid. Cool,
0: cool. All right, well, let's move on to the game of the week. We're already at 52, 51 minutes, and we have a lot to get to. <laughs> we have to cut some of this shit short, but whatever. Um, all right, so game of the week centers around your favorite league, the AAF. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> as we know it, the crap-ass league that was known as the AAF okay. lasted 56 days, right? And the game is, did it last longer than the AAF?
1: Crap-ass business. League-wise, <laughs> it didn't work. I mean, league-wise, you know, it did work as 40-plus players are signed to NFL rosters.
0: I have seven uh, events that were run by you. And you're going to have to guess, did it last longer or shorter than the AF? You ready? This is going to be fun. Oh, I can't
1: wait. One of two things is going to happen. You know, I'm going to finish this entire bottle of Crown Royal Vanilla, or I'm going to beat you to death with this half-finished yeah, bottle of Crown Royal Vanilla. Number
0: one! <laughs> did the longest Olympics on record last shorter or longer than the AF? Longer.
1: I'm You're, co- go longer. You're
0: correct. So the AAF lasted 56 days. The longest Olympics on record lasted 187 days. Nice. Dude, 187 days? In nineteen oh eight. Like, what are you doing? That's like six months.
1: Yeah, but it's, you know, once
0: every four years. So Yeah, but I mean come on, six months. Jesus once Christ. every four years, Jake. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Kim Kardashian's wedding to Chris Humphreys.
1: AAF was longer, I'm pretty sure. It was not. It wasn't. Oh, nice! Thank God, a Kardashian marriage lasted longer than a fucking antibiotic cycle.
0: <laughs> Seventy-two days. Is Chris Humphrey still playing? I don't know, dude. I think he's out of the league. Freaking, he's out of the league.
1: The, you know, the place where careers gonna die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number three, Dennis Rodman's marriage to Carmen Electra.
1: Now that I am ninety percent sure, the
0: AF was longer than yes, it did. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that lasted so like two na- weeks. That lasted nine days. Yep. While AF lasted fifty six days. Nice. Um, it's funny because I was reading online about this, and apparently, um, Colonel Electra was the one that like duped Dennis Rodman to marry her. Like I thought it was gonna be the other way around. I thought the crazy was you know Dennis Rodman trying to get Colonel Electra to marry hey, her, but
1: Dennis Rodman was gonna solve world peace with North Korea for <laughs> Christ's sake. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. All right. So what lasted longer? Number four. The longest sneeze fit or the AF? The what? The longest sneeze fit. Oh, sneeze? Sneeze, yeah. You're telling me someone's
1: potentially sneezed for 52 plus days straight?
0: I mean, you have to guess. I'm going to go
1: with the AF lasting longer. Because <laughs> I'm assuming that anyone that sneezes more than like four times is <laughs> probably one step away from throwing their back out or having a heart attack. <laughs>
0: Donna Griffith started sneezing on January 13th, 1981, and it lasted 978 days. She didn't sleep? <laughs> she, apparently, it was, uh, it, was a sneeze, every, it was a sneeze per minute, and then uh, year one, so it was a sneeze per minute, and then year two, it was a sneeze every five minutes. And when she was in deep REM cycle sleep is when she wouldn't sneeze. Wow. And the second she woke up, back to sneezing. Huh. Yeah.
1: So wait, so that counts as still being a sneeze fit if she stops for like, say, six plus hours?
0: Yeah, but the second you wake back up, you're sneezing again. That's
1: stupid. Every single... Okay, that's like me saying, oh, I've had a sneeze fit for 30 years, Jay.
0: But what are you going to say? Well, okay, you can say 978 (laughs) continuous days then. How about that? There you go. It's still ridiculous, like no matter what.
1: How is she still alive? I don't know. Nowadays, (laughs) at my age, when I sneeze, I feel like I'm throwing my back out.
0: Yeah. All right, number five. The longest hiccup attack in history. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm
1: going to go AAF has lasted longer.
0: No. Wow. Nope. The longest hiccup attack lasted 68 years. Wow. <laughs> so Charles Osborne, he started hiccuping in 1922 when he was attempting to weigh a hog before slaughtering it.
1: Oh, <laughs> those PETA people are
0: going to love that. I'll show you. And 68 years later, he was able to find a cure. I don't know what the care was, but what, drink fucking water, I guess so. Years? I guess so. All right, number six what lasted longer, the AF or the Georgia Armenian War of 1918?
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm gonna go with the Georgia Armenia War lasted longer.
0: Nope, 24 days. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. It was a border dispute after the Ottoman Empire withdrew, um, after World War Two, after World War One. Nice, yep, yep. Okay, last one. What well, lasted longer? The Isle of Silly war... Uh, the Isle, Isle, so the war of Isle of Silly versus Netherlands. What well, lasted longer?
1: I'm going to go with the AAF because I have no idea what the hell that was.
0: 335 years was this dispute. Now, it was more of a mistake because they had a dispute back in the day, but nobody actually had a peace treaty to end it. And the peace treaty wasn't signed until like 1988. So it was like 335 years of some sort of conflict. Oh, nice. On paper. Okay. But yeah, that was the game of the week, man. Oh, that's great. I was hoping you'd be more pissed off at uh, this point. but.
1: <laughs> I mean, at this point, Jay, you're just beating a dead horse because I'm going to keep saying that the business model clearly did not work. But the product did if 40 plus players are signed. The NFL rosters right no, I
0: did and Puma. We're not going to get into this now, but, I mean, you spent $70 million to get 40 players in the NFL. Come on. I, that didn't work. Well, it's a way
1: you could sign people to undrafted free agent contracts that last three years. We don't
0: have time for this right now. I
1: mean, but, and, yeah. If you want to keep railing on the AF, I'm Crap keep
0: Crap-ass football. All right. Let's 40 move plus on.
1: players versus a 15 of the XFL the first time around. Now, the other bigger
0: news of the week was the NFL uh, schedule came out. And uh, we are do- we're going to go through some of the most notable games and then dissect the Patriots and Dolphins schedule because we're both obviously Patriots and Dolphins fans. Yep. Um, some of the bigger games of the schedule were... Let's pull this up.
1: Where are we starting off with?
0: So notable games. Uh, week two, we got the Browns going to play the New York Jets on Monday Night Football. That should be a great game,
1: right? Yeah. Ode- Odell comes home. Yeah. Granted, it's not against the Giants, but he's coming back to the battle, Lance. Yep,
0: yep. Um, week three, we got the Rams going to the Browns on Sunday Night Football. That should be a great game. Yep. Uh, week six, we got the Patriots vs. Giants. That's always a fun time.
1: Yeah, revenge game. All
0: right, revenge game. Uh, week eight, we got Green Bay versus Kansas City. That should be great watching Patrick Mahomes play against Aaron Rodgers.
1: Right, especially if, you know, Kansas City's defense is still a friggin' sieve.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, week 8, we got... Uh, I'm sorry, week 11, we got the Bears versus the Rams. That should be a fun one.
1: Oh, yeah, rematch. Last year, Rams lost at
0: uh, And they weren't the same after the that Lost. They got hit in the mouth hard, and they weren't the same after that. You know. Well,
1: also, that was right after that uh, adrenaline dump of the Monday Night Football game. Sure, yep, yep. The Chiefs.
0: And then uh, the Thanksgiving games are Bears versus Lions, uh, Bills versus the Boys, and Saints versus the Falcons. That you should be what? fun.
1: We were talking about this in production... I like that Bills game. And I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say I have the Bills winning in Dallas. I'm high on the Bills this year. Yeah. I think they're going to finish second in the AFC East. And I'll even put more weight on that branch. They're going to win a wild card this year.
0: They're going to win a wild card game? Yep. Wow. I that's... think
1: they're going to get a wild card. They're going to go to the playoffs this year.
0: It would be uh, it would be amazing if the Bills played the Jaguars in the playoffs and they beat them. Yeah. That would be great. Uh-huh. And uh, – Josh Allen could be like, am I still trash now, Jalen Ramsey?
1: Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs>
0: um, some quirks of the schedule is uh, the Jets do not leave the Eastern time zone all year long. Yeah. They go up and down the Eastern Coast and that's what kind it. What shit is that? That's insane. Yep.
1: Be, what happens if they didn't get Le'Veon Bell? They'd probably be traveling all over the place. I mean,
0: I don't know if that's a factor because the schedule has been in the works for like eight months or wherever they say it is. Um, and they just signed him like two weeks ago.
1: I know some people have been saying player signings have had an influence on the schedule. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh, the Oakland and Tampa Bay schedules are insane because they both spend seven weeks away from their home stadium. <laughs> they spend like four weeks away and then the other three weeks like in Mexico or Europe yeah. or whatever it is, you know?
1: Well, all those West Coast teams have it rough because like how distance wise, how, how long is the earth? It's like 24 24- Thousand miles or so?
0: Uh, that's too much math for me. I don't, know. I don't know. It's like
1: 24 plus thousand miles, you know, around the equator. It's flat. Well, oh, here we go. Y- are you going to go to the ice wall now too, Jay? What's the ice wall? Uh, oh, for someone who's saying the <laughs> it's flat, you don't know what the fuck I'm flat. I'm
0: not a flat, Arthur. Come on. I'm just fucking with you here.
1: Here we go. All I'm saying is, is that all those West Coast teams, the Raiders, the Rams, the, the Chargers, they all have to travel essentially longer than the distance around the equator mm. this season. Yeah. And then you have the Jets with... Uh, just staying on the eastern time zone.
0: Cool, cool. Um all right, let's look at our our, favorite, our team schedules. You got the uh Dolphin schedule pulled up?
1: Oh, let me pull up that. Let me grab my ant acid first. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. So the Dolphins, on top of making me friggin' cry, they start the year off at home against Baltimore.
0: I'll uh, you know what? I will go on and say I'll win on that uh on that one right yeah, there. I That's, might give that a win. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down. One win.
1: Yep. Uh at home against the Pats. Loss. You know, I'm going to say they're going to win at home. Oh,
0: here we fucking go. I'm
1: going to, I'm going to say they won at home last year. Mm. They they split the series last year. So, I think the trend's going to continue. They're going to win at home. So, they're to me 2 and 0. Uh on the road in Dallas, that's a loss.
0: Same at, here. Same here.
1: At home against the Chargers, that's a loss.
0: At home against the Chargers? Yeah, it's a loss. Yep.
1: Uh week 5 bye week. That's God. a loss. God, the NFL hates us. Loss. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bye week week 5. Uh, at home against Washington week six. That's a win. I'll give that a win. Yep. Uh in Buffalo, loss. Like,
0: no, come on.
1: I, I'm high on Buffalo. All that's right. a loss. Alright, I'm gonna uh, go with the loss there. At Pittsburgh, loss. That, yeah, that's a loss. The Jets, I have that as a win. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll go with the win there, yeah. Uh
1: at Indianapolis, loss.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: at home against Buffalo, loss.
0: I'm a, I am think Persons will split that series.
1: Okay. In Cleveland, loss. loss. Philadelphia, home. Uh are home in Miami. I'll go... I'm
0: going with the win here. I'm going
1: with the win, too. I'm going
0: with the win here. I don't buy into Carson Wentz. I don't buy into the Eagles.
1: Uh, at the Meadowlands against the Jets. I could. That's a win. Yeah, because I could have them split in that series. Did I have them winning against the Jets? I think I had the win against mm-hmm. them. okay, so they'll sweep the Jets. Alright, I'll have them with the sweep. The Giants.
0: That's a win. Uh,
1: yeah, that might be a win.
0: You just pulled a Colin Coward. Uh, yeah.
1: uh at home against Cincinnati. Win.
0: That's a win, yeah.
1: And then uh that's a loss against the uh, the Patriots uh, week seventeen yeah. in Foxborough.
0: I got them at eight and eight. Eight
1: and eight? Man, they have to really try to tank. <laughs>
0: Five hundred team right there. Yeah. All right. Let's put the Patriots schedule. Week one, um, we have Steelers versus Patriots.
1: Win.
0: That's a win. a win. That's a win, yep.
1: Especially at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, week two, Patriots versus Dolphins. That's a win. Yep. Week three, Jets versus Patriots. That's a win. Uh, week four, Patriots versus Bills. That's a win.
1: I got that as a loss.
0: I got it as a win. Um, Patriots for Redskins. Win. Win. Uh, Giants versus Patriots. In uh, Gillette, uh, we're not going to lose to the Giants. That's a win. Um, Patriots versus Jets on... Uh, t- 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 In the Meadowlands. In the Meadowlands, yeah. October yeah, you 21st. get those Jets games out of the way. Yeah, we do. Um, Browns versus Patriots. That's a win. You know what?
1: I'm going to go loss.
0: In Gillette? Yep. You're he- going to let... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, oh, it- I don't agree with that one bit. I think Patriots will win that.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Patriots versus Ravens. That's a win. Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball down the fucking field.
1: Hey, I'm not arguing with you. I have that as a win.
0: Uh, You gave me that look like, yeah. Uh, Let's see. uh, Patriots versus Eagles. I don't buy into the Eagles. That's a win.
1: So week 10 is bye week for those of you keeping track. Mm -hmm. Dallas, that's week 12.
0: That's a win. And in Gillette, that's a win. Mm.
1: A good loss. A good loss against Dallas.
0: Patriots versus Texans. That's a win. Chiefs travel to Gillette uh, December 8th. That's a win. I'm
1: going to go with a loss.
0: That's a win right there, bro. Eh, it's each
1: their own. Has
0: Patrick Mahomes actually beat time ready yet?
1: I think that's going to start right there.
0: Nope. Patriots versus Bengals. That's a win. Yeah. Bills versus Patriots. That's a win at I'll home. I'll split
1: the series. so I'll have that as
0: a loss. And then Dolphins versus Patriots in Gillette. That's a win. So yeah. I have them going 16-0. Clearly. <laughs> I have not... <laughs> Put not down biased. a loss. I have not put down a loss.
1: <laughs> not biased at all. No. No. I was not to keep a track of mine, but yeah. I have them splitting the series against Buffalo. Uh, I have them sweeping the Jets, and I have them splitting the series You know what's the funny? In all, in all
0: truthfulness, man, um, I should learn from now. I should learn from last year that I shouldn't bet against the Patriots. I thought last year's team was crap, but they somehow won the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of people out there this year saying... They're gonna go fourteen and two, 13 and three. That's really high, dude. For this oh, team, huh? with this team, and that crap ass receiving fucking core. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. So you're not a fan of? Did uh, Thomas come off and kill his injury? No, absolutely yeah, not. Clearly, no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. The and I hate, out there, and I hate that move. I hate that move. You're taking a chance when you don't you, when you don't have the time to take a chance anymore. Yeah, but you have one, to- maybe two years left of Tom Brady's. Um, Tenure at New England, and you're gonna gamble it on a potential 32 year old receiver that's coming off with two Achilles injuries now.
1: Maybe if they kept Jimmy Garoppolo, they wouldn't have a problem.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay on the fucking field. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. Since Jimmy Garoppolo left, we've been to two Super Bowls. Wait, two Super Bowls and one one. What's Garoppolo done since then? What five and what five? Whatever it was.
1: Uh, in a 28 million dollar contract a year. Um, all right, so. I did my person to keep track of the draft. Just get back to and the just, draft and just, real quick. And just
0: to finish up that Patriots point, they've done this in the past. They've brought in Eric Decker. They've brought in Reggie Wayne. They've brought in Ocho Cinco. These over-the-hill fucking receivers to try to get the last like little bit of like you know play out of. And that's fine and well when it's six years ago when Tom Brady has a long career life left. But when he has two years left, like it's just a fucking gamble move All right, so, that I fucking hated. So to
1: that note, who are you going to bring in? What wide receiver is going to fall? You be as aggressive
0: as possible and you trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I am not the biggest fan of AB, but I think AB is better than De'Anthony Thomas. You do something, and obviously they'll, they'll, they'll make their moves in the draft, and we'll see what they do in the draft, and I think they're going to target a wide receiver. But all you have right now is Julian Edelman. That's well, all you have right now. Unless
1: they trade up, they're they're not. I don't think a, yeah. a decent wide receiver is going to fall to 32. Yeah. So do you think? So I was going to ask you, what do you think the 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 Patriots do at thirty two?
0: I really don't know. We have no fucking idea. These guys are all over the fucking place, you know. Um, part of me thinks they're going to try to go offense. Part of me thinks they're going to they're going to trade back. They're going to fucking give away the first round pick and trade back and get more picks, you know.
1: Right. Well, some people have been saying that the, the second round begins at like the eleventh and twelfth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This draft isn't really that impressive. I mean, if you're looking for offense, you might as well wait till next year.
0: Yeah. If somehow Noah Fant, which is the second tight end out of Iowa, falls down to 32 or 30 or 31, I can see them trying to make a move and try to get Noah Fant. Noah Fant is Aaron Hernandez. Um, he's that linky wide receiver, uh, wide receiver tight end mold. Right. Um, but I think he's more explosive than than Aaron Hernandez was. So.
1: You think he falls past Green Bay?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Jimmy Graham did Jack.
0: Yeah. Well, if TJ if TJ Hawkinson is there, they'll probably take him. Right, and then uh, no offense, might fall down to the Patriots.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Dawson Knox at 32 out of Ole Miss for mm-hmm. tight end. If yeah. if he's at 32 for the Pats, they might as well pick him up. Yeah. blocking's good, hands are good, route running is decent.
0: Yeah, why not? Cool, cool, awesome. Uh, do we have anything else we want to touch on, or what, man?
1: Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I don't think I can rail on Kyler Murray anymore. I so. think we should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it was fun Thursday night. It's gonna be fun Thursday night coming up, bro. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna come over after work. Yep. We'll grab some wings from that place. Do
1: drop in. We'll best uh, wings uh this side of Connecticut if you're in the Shelton Derby area. Do drop away. uh do drop in best wings in town.
0: Are we sure. just letting all the podcast people come out and hang out here? Oh yeah.
1: At the you know the PFR podcast memorial studios. Yeah, Tara wouldn't have a problem with that
0: at all. Dude, we have like seven hundred and three listeners if they all came from Dubai. And, and Milan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's going to be
0: interesting. I don't know if we can. Oh, yeah.
1: We're explaining football to 700-plus people. So, is it time to plug it up?
0: Dude, uh, we still got to plug the Owl Shop.
1: You... That's all you because I plugged him up last year, last week.
0: I thought I did it last week.
1: I plugged it up last right, week. So, the Owl yeah, Shop. I did a promo this week because somebody's hair game wasn't on. I was just joking.
0: I was busy at work. I was Jimmy busy at work. Oh, I'm right? sorry.
1: I'm on vacation, Jay. I'm on vacation. I, I had time to plug it up. It was like a 30-second promo. I
0: feel like you would have all the time to plug it up when you're on vacation. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Vacation. All right. So, the Owl Shop is down in Elm Street in New Haven. Um, Absolutely great bar. We go there all the time. We get a cigar. We sit around. we, uh, We hang out. They're great, friendly staff. They have an amazing selection of cigars. They have a humidifier in the back. Um, so visit the all shop. They're absolutely amazing down in uh, Elm Street by Yale, correct? Yep. New Haven, Connecticut.
1: Yep, super friendly. I think we might have to pick up some victory cigars uh, to smoke after the draft. We
0: should go back there sometime soon. It's been like a month or two months now, right? yeah
1: it's been like 2 weeks. No. We were just there like 2 weeks ago. No, we were
0: not at 2 weeks. It was like, it was like a
1: it was like at least 6 it was weeks. Not a month. It was definitely a month.
0: Um <laughs> oh. uh, uh, All right. Yeah,
1: yeah. And for those people that you know follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pro Football Radio Podcast and Twitter at PFR Podcast, if you could just start giving Jay some shit for skipping out on the promos, that'd be greatly appreciated. Brandon,
0: I had a busy day. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let me read the text. Let me read the text from Jay.
0: Brandon, I was busy. I was legitimately busy at work. Wait,
1: let me read the chat. Let me read the text. And I said that
0: was a joke, Brandon.
1: I need to prep. Hair game isn't the best today because he said, "Oh, I'll do the promo either you know Friday night or Saturday." My hair game isn't on point, point. and here I am uh, overlooking Hollywood Boulevard with my hair like in all different kinds of directions. You had a hat on, right? And I had a hat on sweating my ass off because it's 75 degrees out. I thought it would be a great idea to wear all black and here I am promoing the PFR podcast so next week the promo's on you I don't want to hear any excuses about your hair
0: fine Yeah. god yeah
1: fine and on that note plug wise you know
0: what I'm gonna do next week I'm gonna go to Starbucks and do a promo from there that's
1: fine just do a goddamn promo (laughs) just do a promo (laughs) I did two bro oh thank god you did two out of the 13 episodes we've done you've done two promos just saying.
0: I feel like you're gonna fire me off the I'm podcast. I'm gonna beat you to death. By I laptop. feel like, I feel like you're gonna do a Vince McMahon and be like, "Fire,
1: Jay Chima, your promo game isn't on point. Jay, you're
0: fired." So I was thinking about a good uh, nickname for this week. I didn't. I couldn't come up with one. Wait, you don't uh, want to stick with Poncho? No, I told you Poncho a work in progress, right? We'll have to like... It's got a nice ring. Yeah, but Pancho still. and Puma. I don't know, I don't know. I, I, got some, I got some good ones for next week. We'll try it out, all right?
1: Hair and the Puma? <laughs> Hair game and the Puma. Remember when
0: I wanted to be called the rabbit? <laughs>
1: Oh, Christ. Before we get pulled off.
0: Of <laughs> I'm everything. not going to get into that.
1: <laughs> so, like I said, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter, Brando underscore Puma, Jay Chima at Jay Chima. Content can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and is it? Uh, Stitcher. 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 Stitcher yep, yep. And Stitcher. Uh, as always feel free to shoot us a, a message on all those platforms you know this is your podcast we want your input so if you have any takes or questions be sure to let us know we'll address those on the air
0: thank you so much for everybody uh for the support you guys are absolutely awesome uh, we will be back next week
1: vaya con